This week on The Pour Over, Joe and Dill chop it up about episodes five and six of Master of None season two. They discuss The Dinner Party and New York, I Love You. Cheer up, Dev, and don't hate on the Jabwakis. <laughs> hey, friends, welcome to The Pour Over podcast, hosted by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. Today, we're picking it back up with Master of None Season 2. This show follows the life of Dev, who perceivably broke it off with Rachel and traveled to Italy at the end of Season 1. The second season holds an approval rating of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and builds on what made Season 1 so good with new characters and surprising twists. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What up, Joe? What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Any <laughs> any coffee happenings for you over there? Um, well, I uh let's see. I'm actually sick this week. I've been oh, sick for no. a while. Yeah. Uh it's, I guess it's just that change in the weather, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um I uh I, I'm still working on that um the bag, uh the Ethiopian bag uh from uh from uh seven hills mm-hmm. uh, the natural and um i also picked up a new bag from la terza the other day okay uh they're a coffee roaster out of cincinnati and um i had them at this coffee shop called uh, wyoming um coffee which is mm. it's close to kind of cincinnati area it's a little suburb and uh, it's really aesthetic. Like, I like it a lot. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Gives me just really clean, like, you know, Banana Republic vibes, you know? Just like, <laughs> very, just like ceremony? Just like ceremony. I mean, yeah, basically, you know, all white, everything. <laughs> um, nice. uh, yeah, but I bought a, a bag there. Uh, I'm trying to find it here, but it's uh, basically, I think it's a Sumatra and uh it's a darker roast so definitely you know on that uh dark roast wave right now oh really uh, yeah i don't know if that's um by design that it's like winter time and like feeling mm. a little chocolatey or if i just you know i'm just something subliminal is happening to me but uh can't drink that right now it kind of hurts my throat to be honest yeah. with you uh Dang. but so, so you haven't been drinking coffee in a while I didn't until today, and um, it was to much uh, dismay that when I took a couple sips, I it just really bothered me. Mm. Uh, I knew it was like, uh, no, my body's not ready yet. It's not ready for that oh, no. flavor explosion. That's sad. What would you do with the <laughs> coffee then? I threw it away. No. Yeah, yeah. man. It, at least it was a drip, but I still uh-huh. feel pretty bad. Like, I took couple sips and i was like man this hurts mm. it also hurts my heart yeah that's sad man that's sad <laughs> yeah what about you man how's your uh coffee game been it's been good you know mostly just brewing at home per usual i'm almost done with all the ceremony beans oh wow I, I said i've been drinking through checking through that you know yeah i uh, haven't really had any uh, coffee shop visits or anything like that. But I just recently 
some of my friends bought me some coffee from Island, which is something I've oh. mentioned before. Roaster, you know, local. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got it. Like, I just opened the package, I don't know, like an hour ago, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, and it's nighttime, so I, you know, I haven't brewed it. But, you it's know, no it's excuse Brazil, still. you know, Condado is what it says. Pulped natural process. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I, I got think some, that's, uh, yeah. Butterscotch aroma, toffee and walnuts, smooth body, and bittersweet finish. Man, all those things you like. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of words up in here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, looking forward to trying it. Uh, I appreciate it when you know people gifts some good coffee. So yeah, that's very yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a smooth body. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Uh you know, what are your thoughts on the ceremony stuff, you know, coming to the end of uh your bags, you know, good good impressions of the roaster, we'll try again, you know. Yeah, I think thoughts? if I think if I was in Maryland, I would definitely go. Um, you know, we talked about just based on the website, it seems super clean. I think it'd just be a nice environment. Yeah. The coffee was pretty good. Um I just don't I just, I just can't like um, justify the price of getting it through Misto Box. I mean, yeah. well, at, at this point, I could probably just buy it from them. I didn't really check that, but I know like in person in their stores, it doesn't cost that much. So mm. like, you know, if I was in Maryland, if I lived there, or if I was visiting, I think I would definitely go pick up a bag um, and try something new from them. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think I think pretty solid. Uh, I've been brewing on the Chemex basically exclusively. For the past week or two, okay. Um, just because, uh, like I said, I think, um, man, I forgot the name of the coffee specifically, but it's the pink one. Uh, I think that oh. one uh, tastes best on the Chemex. I think it highlights that vanilla notes mm-hmm. and, and all that. So I, I think that's, that's been better. Um, now I just have that dark roast left, just a little bit, not too much. Yeah, what's I'll that? Probably uh, make that. Uh, I think in- it probably tastes best. On the um on the French press, okay. But that also takes a lot of time and effort, so I'll probably just make it on the V sixty. Sure, sure. But I mean, yeah. So I, I would recommend it. Ceremony coffee roasters. You know, people in Maryland checking it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, oh, uh, not really coffee news. But uh, this weekend on Sunday, I I didn't drink coffee that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's only like one day, but then like Sunday night, I slept like 10 hours. Ooh. Wow. That's the, yeah. the, the positives of not drinking coffee. I guess I was just super tired. I woke up at like 10 and I was like, what the, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't do this. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird. Cause I think a while back, whenever I, I basically didn't have coffee for like a week or two, I don't remember. It was like, I think it was earlier in the summer. Okay. And, and I noticed I was sleeping a lot like nine hours a day or something or a night mm. and you know now just one one day and you know, i just like slept yeah nine ten hours it's wow crazy. man well you know I, i've been getting some pretty good sleep too so uh, it must be that yeah that coffee is is uh keeping us awake uh, doing its job yeah. so to speak yeah so even though like i don't necessarily feel feel the caffeine i don't know that might be a lie i think i do if i if i wait too long in the day to drink it then i will uh-huh. if i drink it in the morning like if i got school you know 
I don't necessarily like feel quote unquote the caffeine, but I think that just shows that there is some type of impact. Mm. Even you know, I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, caffeine doesn't affect me anymore." Um, yeah. So even when we had that live tasting, you know, we drank it at, like in the evening, but we still slept. Mm. I don't know. You know, impacts our quality of sleep, maybe. Right. Yeah. For sure. Well, um, yeah, I, I can relate right now. Um, <laughs> any other uh, coffee gear news or things that you've um, kind of picked up on lately? Or I know James Hoffman's been on it, man. He's been posting all these different videos with yeah. his coffee flavored uh, drinks test, taste testing, and mm-hmm. like he's been doing this coffee weird science stuff. Weird coffee science, I think that's what they call it. Mm. Yeah. Um, any any particular episodes that that you liked? Um, see, in recent memory, I mean, he was um, actually showcasing a automatic brewer by um, Breville, mm. and man, it got me thinking. Like, man, I, I, I'm tempted, tempted to get on that uh, lazy game. Yeah, man, uh, it's appealing, dude. Totally. I mean, like, imagine wake, waking up in the morning to the smell of coffee, like setting oh, up the yeah. night before, not having to, you know, fiddle with anything in the morning, just like go straight to mm-hmm. that carafe and drink up. Yeah, dude, it is nice. I, th- I think there's like this initially, like once you start getting into something, you can get like really nerdy about it. And you're like, ah, get all the different brewers, get all the different things. Right. Only fresh ground every morning by hand. <laughs> uh, now, at some point, you're like... <laughs> I just want coffee, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I feel that. Yeah. Right, right before we started recording, I watched, the, he had a, like, he bought everything coffee related at Ikea. Oh, I, don't know if you saw that. I, I saw the little <laughs> thumbnail. Was it, was that funny? Was it interesting? Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's, it's what you expect. It's like cheap stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's an enjoyable watch. I, I like his videos. I think, you know, they're not too over the top or anything, but it's just yeah. him talking, but it's still like pretty interesting um, just to hear his perspe- her, his perspective on stuff. Yeah. It's a little long, though, in terms of videos, so depending how you feel about that's long true. YouTube videos. That's a, that's, a, that's a hard thing to achieve on YouTube these days. You know, the the, the long takes, the, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, kind of one-hour episodes, you know, that some people do, you know, hosting their podcasts on there, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta watch that one for sure. Cause I, I do have a couple Ikea coffee products. I'm not going to lie. I got, okay. Yeah. The French press. I got that mm. from Ikea. So yeah, I rep yeah. Ikea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw, I saw your uh, coffee mugs in his video. Oh, the, the, uh, the glass ones, the, the little glass ones yeah. with a small handle. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he bought those. Interesting. So, I was like, I, I've seen those before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still a staple in my kitchen for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how you find Ikea products, even in coffee shops, like mm. the water glasses. Yeah. That's, that's, that's oh, yeah. Ikea. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, um, let's uh, let's get into the episode today, mm-hmm. uh, two episodes, and yeah, like you know, people who've been following the pod for this season, we're talking season two of Master None, which um, takes place in Italy and New York, 
Once again, we're following the life of Dev, who traveled to Italy and broke it off with Rachel at the end of season one. In Italy, he meets Francesca, an equally charming and whimsical love interest. And after his pasta apprenticeship, he returns to New York and continues his career in showbiz as the host of Clash of the Cupcakes and also continues his search for true love. We definitely got to see a little bit of that last week with his dating stuff, the whole dating uh, kind of pocket episode. But this week we're picking up with uh, Dev kind of more with his career. Uh, In episode five, um, at Clash of the Cupcakes, he welcomes the Jabberwockies, and they kind of start the show and then kind of moves on to Dev um, going to a dinner party with his boss, Jeff or Chef Jeff, and, um, and he, you know, kind of gets to know him, but also brings in Francesca because mm. his date Priya, um, I can't remember if she wasn't able to make it or he just never asked her. It was one of those things. And, um, and yeah, let's, let's just say uh, romance ensues. Mm. Um, so yeah, episode five, Dill, what did you think about this one, man? I liked it a lot. Oh. I was going to come out the gate and say that. Um, okay. Yeah, I think in, just in general, this pair of episodes, like I like these pair, these episodes a lot. You like you know, the pairs? A lot more than the other two that we had last week. I mean, nothing against those, but I I just really enjoyed these two episodes especially. Hmm. And I think in, in this one, the dinner party, you know, they, they fit a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. You know, um, they introduce Jeff, or Chef Jeff, bring back Francesca, you know, yep. and we, we even see Dev and Priya go on a date. Like, there's a lot that they kind of pack in here. Yeah. But also, like, I think it gets back to, like, the core storyline. Hmm. Whereas I think mm-hmm. before, we felt like some of these episodes, they're just kind of like, uh, they're interesting, a little random, but they're not really focused, I guess, on, like, the through line of the season. Yeah. If, like, episode 5, 100% is getting there. So that's why I think I liked it a lot. I agree with you, man. Like, I feel like this episode brought a lot of the 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 through lines in this season with, you know, coming back to Dev's job, you know, bringing Francesca back in. Um, you know, we see a little bit of Arnold and um, Brian. They're not really in it for very, very much of the episode. <laughs> it's like literally they're just there for the Jabberwockies. <laughs> yeah, that's super random, too. I was like, Jabberwockies? <laughs> like, they, they still think? They were not even a thing when this this the season came out. Like they legit are like millennia, you know, like like straight up turn of the the millennia kind of mm-hmm. maybe I can't remember, but they're 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 from like yeah two thousand five. Like I remember them in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And everyone thought it was like super cool. You know, got the mask and dancing. I mean, dancing is pretty popular now. Like dancing TV shows. Yeah. So I'm sure they. They're they're still big in in their dancing like niche I'm sure yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah it was like really random and mm-hmm. I feel like this this episode too even though like I said they had all those other kind of main story parts they even had a lot of those like small things that mm-hmm. I think filled it out and just kind of just made the whole episode enjoyable you know yeah like the Brian and Arnold like random just super Jabberwocky fans yeah. Um, it's like it's like pretty insignificant to the overall episode, but it's like ah, it's still funny, and I still still enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the little things too, like um, you know, not to jump jump ahead, but at the end with the Uber ride, that mm-hmm. kind of mood and just kind of vibe, 
you know, very, very artsy kind of like, you know, way that they show devs longing for Francesca mm-hmm. or just longing for a relationship in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked it. I, I will say though, on second viewing, it, it feels a little try hard. Like it feels mm-hmm. a little like they tried a little too hard to be artsy and like, and uh, just kind of maybe overplaying some of that emotion there. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I did like, you know, the little things that were kind of running through these, uh, this, this, this episode, episode five. Mm-hmm. And what would you think of Chef Jeff? Interesting character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they're parroting, parroting with, with him, but, uh, he might just be like a conglomeration of all, all these celebrity chefs. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> He's just so intense. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And I, I, I like. I mean, it's like pretty obvious. When he's, I don't know if he's talking about his show or something. It's like Jeff's Table. Yeah, it's like Chef's Table. You know, it's like an, another Netflix close. thing. I was like, <laughs> all right, they they just being real real obvious now. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that's funny. They're like poking fun at themselves in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I I thought they introduced like a whole brand new character like pretty well. Mm. Um, I think in one episode we go from like, we, we don't know this guy at all. And so now we kind of know a little bit about him, him and Dev have some significant interactions. Right. So yeah, I thought it was done pretty well. Now he seems like one of the characters like to focus yeah. on now, not kind of like random or out of place. Right. Right. I think the advantage of his personality in this show is like, it, it makes him easy to understand. Like we would expect mm-hmm. to see that kind of person, like as a manager, as a boss, like the over the top, like laissez faire, just like, Oh yeah, just put on my credit card and I bought you a bottle of wine kind of guy, you know, like mm-hmm. definitely see that kind of archetype in showbiz. Mm. Um, actually come to think of it. He reminds me of like a, if you know, like Anthony Bourdain plus yeah. Guy Fieri kind of combo. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> But um yeah and but he also like seemingly actually cares about Dev. Hmm. Or maybe that's just his personality he seems like to try to be friends with everybody, I don't know. But like yeah. at Chef Jeff's dinner party, mm-hmm. you know, when Dev is there with Francesca, all that, you know, uh Chef Jeff gives him some like real advice. He's like, "Man, you got to be careful. You can catch feelings, right?" Yeah. And he has that line, he's like, "Get a mitt, man, cuz you're about to catch feelings." I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah, that's real. So, yeah, I feel like they, they introduced these, like, super big personality, really intense, like, celebrity chef, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like, oh, there's, like, some, um, like, real interactions kind of built in there, too. Yeah. So, it doesn't just kind of seem like this far out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, absent kind of guy. Like, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he cares about Dev. You see that in the dinner party episode where he's not just there to entertain, but also when Francesca leaves, you know, that's when you're saying he kind of talks to Dev about, you know, don't, don't just put your feelings out there and get hurt kind of thing. And I I did kind of like the dinner party scene. I think it was, it was very mood as well. Like, especially when Mm -hmm. John Legend started singing, which like felt kind of awkward to me. Like, it's like, Oh, like, and then like the way it panned at all the faces, like they all just look so happy. They're just like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
this isn't out of the ordinary at all. I belong here, and John Legend's <laughs> just singing for me. I'm not going to freak out about that. Uh, yeah, maybe, like, we're all supposed to be, like, Ravi. Oh, yeah, we're and all Ravi. Everyone, like, all the other people that, like, this is normal for them, that's everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Ravi's like, what am I supposed to do to fit in? Like, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to network, but at the same time not feel out of place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we always need, you know, those Ravi's, and we need those... um steves or whatever from, mm-hmm. from season yeah. one to make us feel not so alone you know yeah 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 true that so yeah. uh what do you think about dev's bar for dating is it too high or too low or what what do you think what do you think is going on in his mind because hmm. he's got Sweet priya question. you know and then he's got francesca who i think their their rapport are their rapports are so different, mm-hmm. um, and I mean they're both you can't really compare them as contrast no. them as far as you know um, anything else. Anyways, but yeah, what 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 are your kind of thoughts about Dev's dating dating life? I, I think he like many uh, young adults doesn't really know what he wants, mm-hmm. um, and so. With that, he's still like is moving toward wanting to be in a relationship, not just have these like superficial flings or anything, but still not necessarily having like a picture in mind. Like I don't really know if he wants to get married, you know, especially like end of season one with like Rachel and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it seems either the writer's perspective or you know Dev's perspective on marriage is like I don't know about all this. Yeah, and so he seems to me like. He's just out here doing stuff, but not necessarily moving toward anything. Hmm. And like, I mean, this is is, is contrast uh, pretty well in that, like, I mean, his date with Priya was like super boring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it, they're just like talking about the water or whatever, the temperature or something. Yeah. And like, yeah, is is cringe. And I think they made cringe. us sit in there with them. Yeah, and I was like, please go faster. Um, you think that? You think that? that bad date was on dev or on priya i don't know like i i don't because they seem to have one of the better like rapports from like the first date episode from, right? exactly yeah that's why they're going on another date right versus, like the cocaine girl or something <laughs> like you know there were no second dates with most of those women um and so yeah i i just feel like something changed something happened but mm-hmm. we weren't shown what it was maybe mm-hmm. um or they're just using her like as a plot point you know which is probably true yeah but yeah it just felt weird i was like man this is terrible yeah so yeah i agree it was very strange i wonder if she was thinking about the photographer guy that mm. they ran into you know and like she was like do i want to go on a second date with this guy I guess. And then, you know, you go on this second date, which feels kind of like arbitrary at that point, mm-hmm. which I think it could be a realistic experience in dating nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, like you go on that second date with that person and clearly there are different feelings on both sides. Mm. But um, I don't know. Yeah. But then, then we got Francesca, though. Mm-hmm. So obviously great rapport. 
Um, I think there's definitely chemistry there, but you know, there, there's some complications. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, you 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 think like that should be a thing, you know, and it's not not thinking too far ahead, but just like in this point in the season, like how do you feel about that dynamic? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess a lot of questions come to mind. Like, if I was Francesca and this guy was my fiance, would I go on this pseudo date with him to the art mm-hmm. museum one on one? Um, and if I did, do I have feelings for this person? Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so I think she's. I mean, I'm not saying anyone's at fault at this point in the mm-hmm. season. But there's definitely some playing on both sides, I think. And she goes to the dinner party with him, too. So, like, yeah. you know, if you really think about it, that's like a whole day with someone uh, who mm-hmm. is who is not like your best friend, who is not your significant other. So, you know, what is this kind of thing? Yeah. But, uh, I think I just feel like, there's, you know, there's obviously something going on on the inside with mm-hmm. both Francesca and Dev. Like oh, yeah, for sure. They're kind of like dancing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, are they going to set up Dev to just be disappointed again? You know? Mm-hmm. Like how we say, like, one of the major themes is just seems like things in Dev's life don't really work out. Right. And so it's like, man, this would be a major, like, that sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I thought I, I like how they... Like, because the title of the episode is The Dinner Party. Mm-hmm. And then each, Francesca and Dev, they take each other to a dinner party. So, like, mm. that uh, scene in the museum, like, where they have all the... Oh. Uh, like, I guess, the I guess they are. Like, what ones? Yeah. <laughs> Except the <laughs> piano. I don't yeah. really get that. <laughs> You're with Dev on that one. Yeah, I, I was very confused. But, like, she says, this is called the dinner party. Mm. And then, you know, Dev takes her to Chef Jeb's dinner party. And so it's of just like these two very significant experiences. And it's like, okay, I like how they kind of kind of tied it together. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And, like, it, it wouldn't have made sense for Pino to, like, be in the episode. Like just cause it'd be it'd be weird, yeah. But um, I feel like the fact that he wasn't he didn't even like show up show his face like at all. Mm-hmm. I think kind of it just further paints this picture of like, uh, you know, something's up with maybe Francesca and Pino's relationship, and like he's just kind of this absent character, right? Even from our perspective as like viewers. So I don't know. But yeah, I would say Francesca might be towing the line there and Dev too. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end, she like sends that text or whatever that Dev said he sent to was a reference. Like Priya, you know? And yeah. Like, that's obviously like you, you flirting, like mm-hmm. you, you, you doing something there. The kissy face too. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, dang. Yeah. And, and like you referenced before, that is that long Uber ride scene home. Like, Dev is in his feels. I think as as a viewer, you are too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, and on that note, let's move on to episode six here, mm. which is a big change up. Like major, oh, yeah. major. Like what happened? Change up. <laughs> um, so episode six, we're not even watching the same show anymore. Mm-hmm. Um 
we basically get these little little uh, scenes or move, mini movies of different lives in New York. And these are just kind of ordinary people, you know, who have their day jobs. Like some are um, Uber or taxi drivers. Some are out kind of shopping with their uh, boyfriends. Um, others are, you know, there's these two girls in the cab at the end going to Death Castle, which is like one of the funniest scenes when the taxi driver was getting like spoiled on all the <laughs> all the pieces of the movie. But uh, and then also we we see um, the uh, the ho- the hotel or not hotel the apartment clerks and the mm-hmm. uh, the um, I guess bellboys I don't I don't know what you would call yeah. those people who work those jobs but yeah we see all these different vignettes of uh, ordinary uh, New Yorkers um, and yeah that's basically the whole episode and then it culminates in the end where we see them all come together watching Death Castle mm, which yeah. is uh, it's just it's funny really interesting episode but like i said kind of out of the out of the blue um so that's kind of what i thought what did you think about this episode dill yeah it was i think it was a great episode just just to watch kind of standalone Mm -hmm. um like you know it's dev's love letter to new york or aziz's love Mm. letter maybe rather right um and like there there have been other movies and other things that have been like this where, you know, showing basically, yeah, these small views into, like, just ordinary people's lives. Yeah. And, yeah, my, I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed, I think there's just, like, three main characters, and I enjoyed all their kind of storylines. Um, I think they gave the most time to Samuel, who's the taxi driver. Mm. Um, but a little more details, at least. And, yeah. I, yeah, I thought they were all very likable and just like relatable, you know, yeah. it's like, it's pretty insignificant to the overall season and the story, like really, you know, uh, Dev and the other main characters are basically only seen twice, like in the beginning and the end. That's yeah. It. Um, and so in terms of significance, pretty low, but it was still, is like funny. I, it was like an enjoyable thing to watch and a good experience, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I um I get filler vibes with this episode, mm. but I'm not mad at it. So yeah, uh, yeah. things like a filler episode done in the right way. Mm. You know, because a lot of times, like filler, like you know, you get into it, you you like ah, this this episode means nothing, and like <laughs> I, I will just, check out. Yeah, it's like ah, this sucks. You know, it's just because they're trying to meet, meet whatever ten episodes or whatever they needed for the season without moving the main story along too much. Mm-hmm. But this one, like you know, like they just didn't focus on Dev and the other characters at all, and instead just had a nice episode. They give shout outs to you know just all the working class people. Yeah, in New York, that I mean they're. In the background of all the other episodes, you yeah. Know, you think about it that way, right? Mm. And now Dev and them are in the background instead. It just kind of like the camera like just shifts, basically, kind of like it did in the beginning when Dev is talking to Arnold, I think. But then it just like shifts and like mm-hmm. you it just focuses on someone else. Yeah, yeah. I I really like the scenes with the um, the cab driver fam. You know, it's just mm-hmm. just you know with all of them living in the same apartment, like yeah, and just like. You know, just living with your buddies and like going out and having a good time and just like, you know, um, you know, just like 
know what you do during the day, but then like, you know, have mm-hmm. fun at night and, and, you know, prioritize that. I like it. Like it, it, it's like low key comfy kind of watching them. Mm. It's like, man, like, is this what life could be if I like, well, didn't have all these like stressful life ambitions and like, mm. I mean, not to say that's not ambition, but I mean, just like if I was just, um, if I just want to hang out with my buddies, you know, and just like kind of, kind of, kind of be low key about it. Yeah, it just kind of feels like real life, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, these guys, they're working hard, doing their thing, you know? You could say there's, like, slight, like, immigrant kind of story yep. art there. Experience but like, there, yeah. Yeah, they're just out here, and then they're trying to, they save up money, and then they have, like, ups and downs, you know, get kind of tricked to go to that terrible club. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, like, it's, it's not even the whole episode focused on the taxi drivers, but they go through, like, the whole ups and downs of the story arc you know like ah they go into conflict because then they just go to the club and they just wasted their money but then it's like redeemed because they run into these these other women and like their other roommate at the burger place Mm -hmm. and they just end up having a good time right and so it just like felt good yeah this this whole episode just felt like one of those like feel good movies or whatever Mm -hmm. at the end you're just like ah that's warm warm and fuzzy yeah yeah what was a what was what was like another snippet of New York life that you appreciated in this episode? Yeah, I mean, I think a big one um, is just how the second character Maya, like, I mean, she's deaf, mm-hmm. and how they filmed the whole thing in silence. Yeah, um, I think that's that's a big thing, and um, from my perspective, I think they they did it pretty well. Like, it was a thing, very obviously, but also not the main focus. You know, I think some people might argue like, oh, they're trying too hard. Like uh, people, you know, with disabilities are, are people too, you know, but I'm like, no, nah, I, I thought, I thought it was, um, is is realistic, you know, and relatable. Yeah. And like, and <laughs> like that, that scene where she's arguing with her boyfriend in the store and he's definitely like standing, they're like talking about their sex life <laughs> in the middle of the store, yeah. you know, and it's just, and yeah. then, then the mom comes up is like, can you stop? Like my my kids know sign language, <laughs> and they just running around the store. There's like vagina, vagina. <laughs> yeah. um, and why did I like hear that in my head? Like as a as an audible, <laughs> like I was seeing them do that. I was like, man, it's like ASL. It's real. Right. Yeah, uh, I hear but it. I'm like, do they know? Like, do they know that word already? I I don't even know. Like, oh yeah, how that's yeah, taught, I, right? I, like how that works. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, but that, that kind of gave me, um, flashbacks to all the time when like, I'm talking to my family in Chinese in public, oh. you know? Cause like you think you assume no, no one is going to know what you're saying. Yeah. And so, you know, they're signing and then like for me and my family, we'll just like talk in Chinese. Um, sometimes, you know, talk about the person in front of us in Chinese, <laughs> um, kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. So it just kind of reminded me of that where I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I do that too. Right. Yeah. So even though it's New York, like it's still kind of relatable to us who, mm-hmm. you know, some of us live in the suburbs or we just don't live so close to a big city. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the um the struggle is real and is relatable and mm-hmm. uh the hustle, the hustle is real and relatable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like how the the first guy, Eddie, the the doorman or bellhop kind of guy like he he just got a kind of crappy job in terms of like how the people treat him yeah some of them at least 
But like just at the end, there's also some like redemption there in the and for for all of them, like too, but just for him is like he stands up to that guy who's obviously cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Sir, like just back off. You know, like, nah, I'm not about to be in this like this. And so yeah, I, I just like, yeah, they everyone has their little bit of story arc where mm-hmm. we we get a little taste of their lives. Yeah. Um, and there's like good, bad, you know, but it ends up generally good. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. In, in all all three of the major arcs for sure. Except for Samuel, because at the end Samuel gets screwed <laughs> over because he already knows the whole plot of uh, Death Castle. That's so <laughs> funny. It's just at the end, like everyone's in it. You see he's sitting next to the dev. Yeah, they're like talking like, about how great the movie is. <laughs> Angry face shaking his head. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, and, and speaking of like talking another language too, like he, he calls his friend and like talks about it while the two girls are in the yeah. back of his cab. He's like, taxi exactly. drivers watch movies too. <laughs> I love how he mixed English in there too because that reminds mm-hmm. me of like how we use Chinglish. Oh, yeah, for or sure. Or Canto English. Yeah, yeah. And a, a uh, fun fact, I guess, because um, Death Castle has... is. It's advertised as having like Nick Cage in it, uh-huh. um, but that that voice at the end, which is Nick Cage or trying to be Nick Cage, is actually Andy Sandberg. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I like read that online where they, I I don't really know why, but they yeah they like called him up because I think they were just like filming in the same area, yeah. same studio, and then it's like after a full day of filming, Andy Sandberg comes over and like did that scene for them as Nick Cage. Wow. So that's just a little funny. That's hilarious, actually, because he, he's done that impression on SNL before. Okay, that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, oh, I would have believed it was Nick Cage, you know, just based on the audio alone. <laughs> I was like, sure, man. Could be him. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anything else from this episode or the, the two combined that, you know, that we didn't talk about? No, I, I think both of these are very different, but also very good in their own ways. I think they just they have their charm, you know. Mm-hmm. First one, just kind of around Deb's life, especially his romantic life. Yeah. And the second, this one is just, yeah, when when they take a turn to be a little more like artistic or, or kind of just creative yeah. in their storytelling. And so I think they both have a charm. I, I like both of the episodes a lot, like I said, and I think they show off a lot of what, I think people like about yeah. the the show as a whole. So it's really interesting how these pairings in our pod have worked out because I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, for this one in particular, if you were to just watch these two episodes in the whole Master of None series, season one, season two, you get a flavor of what the whole show is about. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this mix of like compelling story and romance, romance, but also like this kind of quirky and unique kind of directorial style and just like, you know, like you're saying that artsy creativeness, um, creativity, not creativeness. Um, but yeah, so we got our two favorites so far. We differ. I, I'm still going with, or I have been going, ooh, ooh, let me not jump the gun there. <laughs> uh, my favorite so far has been the thief. And then your favorite so far has been religion. Uh, we talked about that last week or two weeks ago. Where are you now? 
Yeah, this is difficult, man. Um, like you know, I've been saying this whole this whole episode so far. Like both of these, I like both of them a lot. Mm. I I think I these are like one and two right now for me. I think. Woo. So I did not expect that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I expected it either. Like I remembered <laughs> these episodes, but yeah. Um, think at this point in time it's like you know episode five matter like it is more significant to the overall story arc mm-hmm. gives you kind of some melancholy feels or something i don't mm. know it's just like a little unsatisfying at the end you know like they i think they convey emotion really well yeah in, in, the, for, in episode five episode six like as you said just like great little snippets into the daily lives of people yeah um but you know, I think I'm a I'm a sucker for those romantic story arcs, maybe. Um, so I think I'm gonna go with episode five. Okay, the dinner party. Nice choice, nice choice. Yeah, yeah. What about you, my friend? Well, if it wasn't already obvious enough, I'm gonna have to stick with the thief. Whoa! Uh, yeah, man. I if I were to compare apples to apples, I do like yeah. the the artsiness in the thief over the artsiness in um, uh, the death castle episode. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. I love New York. I love you. Um, The Nick Cage episode. (laughs) Nick Cage episode. The ASL vagina episode. Um, The six flags theme episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I just, I just like really liked how that episode started the season with the bang because, you know, it also, mm-hmm. it combines the artsiness with the, the story. True. Like they're, True. they're, both of those pieces are in there and they, and they just, they just, they just make the cake for me. So yeah, I'm going to stick to the thief. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Nice. Well, I guess that wraps up our discussion for this week. And then we'll kind of get back to it next week. But for the time being, going to end the pod like we always do by asking what's making us happy this week. So, Joe, what's making you happy? What's making me happy this week is, like I talked about, the weather change. I know you're a big fan of snow. And mm. last night in, in in where I am, we got... Uh, our first kind of snowfall of the winter. Oh, wow. Yeah. This, this feels early. I mean, I don't, I don't live there, <laughs> so I don't know. But to me, that seems early. It ain't Thanksgiving yet. That's, yeah. that's early, man. Um, yeah, we got about three inches last night. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, did it, like, stay on the ground? It's Yeah, Dang. it's still there. Wow. Yeah. Is that is but that's a positive for you though. It's making you happy, right? Yeah, it kind of kind of makes me you know um, excited about the winter holidays mm-hmm. and uh, you know all the all the, the the positive vibes that you know ensue uh, for me mm-hmm. at least. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to what's to come. And uh, you know, sometimes like when there's snow on the ground, the world feels a little brighter. You know, because mm. the, the the brightness on the ground. Mm, so. That's nice. <laughs> I like that. That's like a New York, I love you, you know, <laughs> kind of vibe right there. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I like snow a lot, like you said. And to me, it gives me the holiday vibes when there's snow. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in Texas, we don't really get it. Uh, it gets ice sometimes. But, like, it, it's just every year it just feels like it's missing something. 
Yeah. Because it just it just looks the same outside. It's just colder, you know. So <laughs> I, I think if there's snow, like ah yeah, season change or something. So uh-huh. that's nice. Yeah. What about you, man? What's making you happy this week? Yeah, for me, um so I would say in general, I'm not a very try new things kind of person in most aspects of life, except for maybe food. Um <laughs> So, but uh, I had a couple of friends that were doing, they're teaching a social dance class. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So they were doing that uh, as a way to try to reach out to some students at UCD. Mm-hmm. And just kind of make a little ev- uh, event for them, UC Dallas, our alma mater. Yes, sir. Um, shout Comments out. Comments go but, whoosh. Yeah, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I went to a social dance um, event, and yeah, it was, it was fun. I I'm not a dancer by any means. Um, I can like jump around at a wedding and have fun, <laughs> but otherwise, like no. Because um, this was, I think, it was swing is is what they're saying. Swing okay. dancing. Um, just some really basic stuff. Like the thing we learned is literally called the basic. Um, the basic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was fun. I think I was like a little over tense in the beginning, like thinking about all the different things <laughs> but um yeah it's, it's a good way to meet people because the way they set it up is like there's two circles like guys and girls and then like you kind of rotate partners every so mm-hmm. often and so you over time get to meet um most of the people i mean not, oh. not the guys i guess but if you're a guy <laughs> but you get to meet different people you know dance with them and stuff so i think it's fun it's, it's a nice like actually social dance like social kind of just experience with people nice you gonna yeah. go again? I think so. Next time they have it, um, yeah. I actually took my mom too. It's really random, and she yeah. actually enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Um, so her um, and she brought a friend too. So I think they they're already like, oh, is are they gonna have this class again next week? Aww. Um, yeah. Which they they're gonna have it. They're gonna try to do it once a month, but. Um, yeah, but it's it's fun. I think I would definitely go next time. Nice. Well, next time I see you, man, you gotta show me your dance moves. I want to see the basic. Ooh. Okay, the basic. I, I can maybe do the <laughs> basic. It's, it's almost like a two step. So okay, it's, it's easy. Well, don't give away your secrets. Oh, true, true. I mean, it's really <laughs> difficult. You know, it's, <laughs> the the name is a misnomer. <laughs> yeah, you know, J- Jabawaki's got a guy. Watch out. <laughs> Cool. Well, it was good talking. Uh, looking forward to next week. Yes, sir. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Peace. Yay. Yeah, yeah.